everyone. Thanks for joining us on this Monday edition, afternoon edition of the Arms Boom and Light Project, broadcasting live from Emmitsburg, Ontario, on this uh, somewhat rainy, gloomy, perfect day to stay inside for a live stream edition of the show. My name is Arms. Glad to have you along for the ride. Uh, listen, my guest on the show, uh, great guy coming up in the next couple of minutes. We tried to connect on Friday, had a couple of technical issues. So I said to him, listen, I want to make sure that we have a good platform for you. We have a chance for you to interact with the folks who miss you and they want to talk to you and ask questions. So we'll be welcoming him in just a couple of minutes here on the program. A couple of things, though, we wanted to get to. Want to give a big shout out to our good buddy, Adriano Chodoli, who had the amazing outdoor food hall on the weekend at Lansbury Park. What an awesome turnout. Great event. WindsorEats.com. Congratulations to everybody who was involved in that. Everybody who was involved in Free Comic Book Day over the course of Saturday into Sunday across Windsor-Essex. And a shout out to Scott St. Amore at Paper Heroes. Great guy there too. And then a shout out to a couple of our previous guests too who joined us uh, last week and who's coming up this week on the program. We've got some fantastic folks who are going to be joining us to chat a little bit about what's been going on. We had the lovely Laura Rive Spencer from Kick It Capes and her son Mason passed from a rare form of cancer. She talked a little bit about the journey her family's been going through, so we were glad to have her on the show. Also, Jeff Burrows from The Tea Party is going to join us live from Vancouver this Friday night starting at 8 o'clock on the project. Really excited to talk to Jeff. He's been doing some amazing things right here in our community. Even more excited to talk to the man, the myth, the legend. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the one and only Mr. Steve Bell joining us live. Steve, buddy, what's shaking? Arms, uh, hopefully this goes a, a whole lot better than, than Friday. I, as I said, when I was a kid, and this, this is, a, you know, a thousand years ago, if there was ever, a, and there used to be in the old days, lots of problems with television, uh, and they would always say, please do not adjust your set. The trouble is in the transmission. So we're going to say that on Friday evening, uh, the trouble was in the transmission. But hey, hopefully everything's uh, good to go here uh, this afternoon. Yeah, I wanted to say just thank you for your patience. I know uh, I know Lori was looking forward to it. I know she had commented <laughs> on a few things on Facebook. And I know my wife, Carrie, was looking forward to it, too. And everybody who messaged me over the course of the weekend, I said, and I couldn't believe it, Steve. When are you going to have Steve on? we got to have Steve on. we got to hear from Steve. And it's awesome to have that kind of feedback. And a shout out to your um, your friend and somebody that I know that you really work with one-on-one -on -one is uh, Goran and his team for setting us up today. So we appreciate that from Goran. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when I was, well, let's use a word that was in, in the first sentence when I was terminated on the 3rd of February, uh, the 4th of February, I had so many people, uh, once they heard the next day or two, reach out and say, hey, man, what can we do? Uh, we're going to stick beside you. Uh, Gorin was one of them. There's a whole list. And, and we'll get to that in, in a little bit. But certainly Gorin Todorovich uh, and, and the other group right away, uh, Adam Lally, those guys out at Lally Ford. It's like a, a commercial, but really the, the people that I had endorsed and done a lot of advertising with over the years, uh, Joel from Anton, they, they all immediately said, Beller, we got your back. The Spitfires, uh, the next day, I get a call. I talk to John Savage, one of the owners of the Spits, and they say, obviously, uh, the radio station gave you the boot, but uh, but uh, we'd still love to have you. You're still interested in doing the games? And I said, yeah, I plan to do, uh, I plan to broadcast until I get old. And with 40 years in the business, I thought I was just nicely underway. And I guess some other uh, big wheels far up the food chain thought otherwise, but I was, I was just getting my feet wet. Well, that's one of the things I want to talk to you about, Steve, because I know you and I haven't had a chance to really face-to-face -face connect since I left CKA uh, back in 2017. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, what you've been up to, what you've been, what you've been doing, because I think 
you know, and I've said this before in, in the pre-promo before you brought on, uh, came on the show, I said to people, when you're an up and coming broadcaster, you're going through the radio school, school of hard knocks, right? You think of people who are synonymous with what Windsor is about. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up your keister here. I, I, I'm being honest, right? You think yeah, about yeah. great broadcasters and people who not only are just doing the shtick behind the mic, but are actively involved in what's happening in the Windsor-Essex area. And Steve, honestly, there is nobody. I mean, you got like a Cam Gardner, a Wayne Stevens, and you have a Steve Bell. And, and I think so many broadcasters, so many younger, uh, some of the kids going through broadcasting school uh, looked up to you uh, because of everything you've done, because you've done so much. I mean, you, you were constantly, I remember we would sit in those morning drive meetings and you would list out all the different things that you were doing. Yeah. It was like, holy cow, man, like you're all over the place. It, it, sure, it sure beat working for a living, I'll tell you that, and getting a, a real job. My dad was the one, I think, uh, even when I was in high school, that, that said, find something you love. I could have stayed home in Ken Carden, worked at the nuclear plant, up at Bruce Nuclear, made 10 times the money, been retired 15 years ago, had a cottage, two boats, and a, but but that's not what I wanted to do. And, and that's no knock on anybody that that works at Bruce Nuclear. I mean, it's a fantastic place, but I wanted to be on the radio from the time I was a small kid. Uh, and my dad said, uh, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily matter what you make. It, it, if you're happy and love every day you go to work, then it's really not like work. So find your passion. And, uh, and that's all I ever wanted to do since I was a kid was be on the radio. And no matter what happened, you know, back on the 3rd of February to have over 40 years on radio and still and still going. Um, that's, uh, you know, I, I think I should be pretty happy and take it because it, it, it is a tough business, a business in which I recall one of the, the, the guy that actually hired me, Kevin McGowan, uh, way back in the day at 580 CKWW said, you're not until you've been fired. In, in radio, you're nothing. You're going to get fired two or three times for whatever reason. The ratings were bad. Something happened. We're going to make a change. Uh, we're rock and roll. We're going to go to uh, jazz. So you're out. So to to go into my 41st year before I was terminated, I think that's uh, that that was a pretty good run. And uh, I I don't think there was a day that I didn't like going to work and being on the ra Hey, like I said, you you're like the class in, in school. I got in trouble for it all. Hey. Mr. Bell, do you want to sit out? In the, I was in the hall more than I was in class because I never shut up. I was one of the kids that was always either clowning around, making it. And uh, so, I mean, to, to make a living doing that, to, to fool around and then get to go to sporting events for free and, and, and stuff like that, that, that that's pretty good game. Yeah, I, I would think too, because it, it wasn't just you reporting, right? I mean, and I, re I remember, let's bring up the Detroit Grand Prix, right? Where... Uh, I think from a television side, we'd send like 99% of the newsroom over to go cover it for the six o'clock news. But then you'd be over there uh, through the day covering it with some passion and some uh, some insight and then getting those interviews that were really synonymous with, I guess, your style because it was very personable. And you're able to get that emotion out of a lot of the the athletes that you interviewed over the years because that, I think, sort of resonated with who you were and, and who you are, right, is, is really well, connected to the community. You know, to be able to go to an event like that, like the Detroit Grand Prix, number one, all the TV people were there. They were they were working. They were getting paid. I, I it was part. I never got paid to go over to the Grand Prix. It was after my hours, and if I was there on which I was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, if somebody said, "Hey, we can get you into the race for free," 
And you have a chance to interview, you know, whether it's in the day, Dario Franchitti, Michael Andretti, Mario Andretti, uh, Paul Tracy, the, you know, uh, all the le the great legends. And then, you know, Ashley Judd, one day when I stumbled upon, she was with Dario Franchitti at the time. And here's movie star, Ashley Judd's right there. And and good enough that we had her live with with, uh, with Kate Cook. And I, and I think it was... Um, might have been Paul McDonald at the time on the Sunday morning show. They did a little sports show Sunday mornings. And I said, hey, somebody wants to say hi to you. And I, I hand my phone to Ashley Judd. And uh, they're joking around with it. So to have a chance to, I guess, get pretty close and rub elbows with, whether it was the Grand Prix or a golf tournament, and there's Jack Nicklaus or, or Gary Player or Tiger Woods, and have a chance, number one, although, like, again, these things were not, really part of my job or description or hours it was but it was a love for doing it and I think if you told a lot of guys hey look at you're grinding it out at work Here, here's something we can't pay you but you can get in for free and you're gonna have a chance to meet some uh, race car drivers or professional golfers or hockey players or athletes and go right into the dressing room and talk to them and hey Sign me up and, and until they booted me out the door, man, that was, that was pretty cool. And, and the thing that's kind of funny, I was never really, I wasn't a sports guy when I came here. I wasn't the sportscaster. I, what I really want, I was a DJ and grew up listening to the greats like uh, the world famous Pat Holiday on CKLW and, and, and the smooth one, JW, Johnny Williams and Charlie O, Charlie O'Brien and, and uh, Gary Burbank, the morning mouth, uh, Dick Purton. I, I wanted to be the DJ uh, and, and that's what I was when I was hired here uh, in Labor Day weekend, September of, uh, of 1980. I started on 580, and, and I was act, an on-air personality. It's kind of cool. But the DJ and kind of fell into the sports thing a little bit along the way on the side. And when the great Dave Quinn, uh, who had done the Spitfire Games previous to me, he was the sports director. And I think it was 1986, 87, when he moved to, moved to Toronto, that that position opened up. And I thought, hey, that'd be pretty cool to do the Spitz Games. Um so I kind of fell into that as well, but originally a DJ and and then uh, later got into the sports end of it. But there's there's never been a day that I did not like. That's likely why I missed, I think, three, four days in my life sure. uh, being, not being at the station. It beats staying home and, you know, and sitting on the couch or something. So and, and, and still it's fun and everything I'm doing these days, if it's not fun, don't do it. So whether it's with. Gorn or Adam Lally or, or the guys that I still do commercials with with Expert Windows, all these great clients um, with the Spitfires. I'm, I'm not stopping until I get old, and that's that's a long way away, man. Well, that's good to know because I think I, it's always difficult to hear when there's people that you respect that are not um, – I mean, we kind of talked about this Friday before we had to stop the stream, right, where if – you had the chance not necessarily to say goodbye because you're not going anywhere. Like you said, you're just getting started, but you wanted to kind of exit out of that and, uh, you know, do it on your own accord. But I mean, I think today's age and social media and the fact that, you know, talking to some of the, the folks at the Spitfires, um, you know, through some of the stuff that we're doing through the Humane Society with them, um, you know, it's 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 a kind of a reimagining of how you connect with the audience now in 2021, right? Because it's, yes, maybe you're not doing the radio anymore per se, but you are still the voice of the Windsor Spitfires. Yeah, and, and I'll do every game. I just came a couple of hours ago. I just came from the arena, and 
of all the things, and I'm involved in so many things, as I mentioned, when I walk into the WFCU Center and you just get that feeling, that that is a passion, doing the, the Spitfires, the play-by-play, the junior hockey games. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm still involved with the Spits. And, you know, it's kind of weird that uh, being terminated from – AM 800, you're going to turn on AM 800 on Thursday, the uh, 7th of October, and it's going to be the Sarniest Sting and the Spitfires live from the WFCU Center. And the following night, we'll be back in Sarnia. And I'll be doing every game this year, home and away, on AM 800. Uh, There's still a relationship. The Spitfires, uh, I think as we speak, are busy signing a deal right now with the Spits and and the radio station. And... um, and, I, and I'll still be calling the game. So despite the fact I may not be there bright and early in the morning with Mike and Lisa, that ship is sealed, I guess. I was trying to get on it, and they gave me the boot off. But uh, but no, I'll still be doing every Spitfire game on AM 800. There's some comments rolling into the feed here uh, for Steve. and saying, love and miss you, Beller. I'm happy to see you happy. Uh, well, and, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, and, and that's a choice I think you make. Every single day when you get up, you have a choice. Uh, you're going to be happy or you're not going to be happy. And you know, some days it may be a little bit of acting. You may have to fake it to a certain degree. But uh, but some, I think in life, a lot of those things are your choice. It, it's rainy and cloudy today a little bit. Well, that's good for my lawn. It's good for the flowers. You know, <laughs> uh, If every day was sunny and blue skies, you'd never be able to really differentiate between the gray days, the snowy cold days. The, so... You, you take what you get and, and make the very most of it. But no, I, I, I'm really happy to have a lovely wife like Lori. Hi, honey. Um, that'll get me brownie points tonight. And, right. and, 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 you know, my stepson, Matt, Denise, my granddaughters, a happy, healthy family, uh, which, which is really number one fam. No matter what work is one thing. It's fantastic. It's how you make a living. Uh, family, friends, relationships that, as we know, and I know you've had to go through a tough time with, uh, with your young one, uh, Liam, but health, if you, if you have your health, I mean, everything else you can, you can work your way through. And it's funny you should say that Steve too, because I think, um, you know, when you talk about some of the darker days that you may have, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, you know, a situation like what you went through situation that other folks have gone through too, I think you're right. It, it is very much framing what you've learned and trying to pivot and learning from, from that. I don't want to say an opportunity because certainly a lot of this stuff is painful when it goes, but you get to learn. And I think you can come out of it stronger once the dust settles and you're able to kind of reassess. I mean, I know when you and I were talking before we went on the air uh, last week and then today too, uh, a big part of this too is it allows you to spend a little bit more time. I mean, you're still busy. There's no doubt about that, yeah. especially when the spits go on. But you get to spend time with the rabbit, the peanut, and the bean, right? Yeah. So I got to remember. See, I, yeah, I, I remember. yeah that, that, that that's good. And, uh, so, so you're right. There's always you know light at the end of the tunnel. I, I think with me, it's not the you know to be honest. I am getting up there a little bit. I'm I'm you know approaching sixty four. Uh, and, and, and the white, it used to, the, the white gray highlights kind of give it away and, and the grandkids too. But, um, it, you know, so I was getting, I, I think most people, you know, whatever, normal retire, but as or you, I never would have, I don't know. I certainly wouldn't have retired or quit even at 65. So I don't know. I mean, why would you, you know, I, I don't think I would have ever 
I certainly embarrassed me if, you know, if the day had come and maybe some other people disagree, but you know, if you're not able to do the job, you know, properly and capable to, whether it's do a spitfire game and, and see the action and stay up with the play or whether it's to get up at three 30 in the morning and go in and do, I, I never would have continued if I thought, geez, look, I'm really struggling. I'm, but um, the, the fact when I was, the only thing I would have been a little bit nice and I thought I deserved it after, I guess all I had done and the amount of years I had put in and represented the station with my heart and soul, every single event that I went to, whether it was a charity event to MC for the in honor of the ones we love or the cancer society or whatever it was, um, it would have been nice. And I didn't need a cake and the mayor to come in and balloons and a whole, it would have been nice to, to, no, but- to say goodbye, to, to thank yeah. the listeners that uh, that took me in when I came here. I was green. I was 22 years old. Uh, I, you know, the first thing the boss started telling me, I, I, I had moved here from the radio station in Sudbury, and so I would see a sign like Pelissier or or Willette, and and I got tuned in in about two seconds. It's not. It's Pelissier. What do you mean Pelissier? I was in Sudbury where it was half French, so the sign would say Pelissier, and he said, "No, what? They'll crucify you, pal. They'll run you out of town. Oh, you yeah. better. You better." learn and from day one it was actually before I, I started on a monday morning on the sunday it was one i think the first or second ever challenge cup and it was held at the university of windsor on a sunday afternoon and i met great people that first day it, it was before i really had started my job and the boss said you're going to meet pe-. and i did boy they got me for free i did six hours of cut-ins and, and remote and they slid it do I get paid? No, you don't get paid for any of this, but you're going to meet. And I met people like Jim Evans from Hiram Walker, great people that I've had relationships for over 40 years with on that Sunday, um, just by going to kind of volunteer and be a part of the community. But they, they told me right away, you better get it right. It, it's not Willette, it's Olette. It's uh, Pelissier, not Pelissier. And uh, kind of get your feet wet and start to know the community and what a fantastic community it is from whether it's a, the sporting events that I've had a chance, I mean, from the Spitz to AKO football to the Lancers to St. Clair College to the, and the other thing that I really do, you know, kind of, when I, when I think about, how do you say no if Anita Imperioli, who had a child die at a young age, calls me, Beller, can you, can you MC our golf tournament? No, I'm too busy. I don't have, what are you paying me? I don't have time. Sure. How, how, how do you say, no, you can't. It's the right thing to do, whether it's Anita. And that is one of my very favorite in honor of the ones we love. We try to raise money to help kids in particular with life-threatening illnesses. Wow. I mean, but whether it's, and there's so many great causes here in, in, in Windsor, Essex that, and I don't believe I've ever said no to any one of them um can you call and i and people think well you must be a great i suck as an mc i'm not very good are you funny come on no i'm not i'm not yes funny. you are hey phil and Bellar, do it do it no uh I, I i'm not funny i'm not but if it helped I, I i do the auction and because if they have five or six items and they were donated and they can auction them off and make money and i know some you know some people don't want to do an you know it's embarrassing you're not very good 
I could do the play-by-play -play for the Spitz, but doing an auction. Sure. So if I was going to auction something off here, we were gonna, it's arms boomerang. We got a famer sitting in the back. We have fifty dollars. We have hundred dollars. Going to get another hundred, hundred up to two hundred, two hundred dollars over here. We have three hundred dollars over there. I'll do an auction for them. And the bottom line is, yeah, it's a little bit embarrassing. I wasn't good at it, but if it helped raise money for the charity, sure. again, why not? So I mean, between having a chance to be involved with all the sporting teams that I have and help out some local charities. And, and that's something I said day one after being terminated that, uh, no, I, I, I don't plan to slow down at all. If any, and it's been tough the last year and a half due to COVID, but any charity, any organization in, in Windsor, Essex, um, that needs help and raising funds for a good cause. And most of them are, if it's a good, I'm there. And it's, and it's the same price. Uh, I have a sign. We'll work for beer. <laughs> and my Avery, my granddaughter says, "Grandpa, you can't do, you can't do all these jobs. You got a fridge full of beer and you got no money." And I, I, got a, I got a fridge full of beer. That's that's pretty good. Well, I just think like to go back to what you originally said there, Steve, like about the send off, right? It's like I think when people can connect because it's just like I listen when I used to fill in on the morning show, okay, when I was out, out of the streets and I'd be in the studio. I would be honestly in awe of how quickly you could come into the studio. Like, and I've seen it over the years, right? People would come in with like a binder of pre-recorded things that they were going to say. They're not going to deviate from that script. Steve, honestly, folks that are watching right now, Steve would sashay into the, the studio literally just before his sports sounder went off and not miss a beat anytime. And it wouldn't be like a pre-recorded because heaven forbid, there were people that like, if you went off the script, it would be deer in headlights, right? But I could say to something to Steve instead of saying, hey, the Pistons played last night. I could say, that yeah, was a big night in Ann Arbor or a big night in wherever, you know, and then Steve would kind of roll into it. I think that takes that takes some some dedication to what you love to do. And I think the talent as well. So I think that connected with the audience. And when the audience didn't have a chance not to say goodbye, but to celebrate what you did for the community and what you are going to do for the community, I think that affected a lot of folks. Yeah, I think a lot of people were, were upset and, and not, it was just kind of the way, and, and I, you know, I, I guess that's the way things are now. There's not many local people here, I think, capable to make a decision. This is a decision, you know, that was made, I don't know, I, I believe out of Ottawa. Um, and But had they even contacted me, I think, and said, hey, look, at old guy, you're 63, uh, we, we're going to get you towards the end. Let's, let's see if we can work out a number. What? what? What are you saying? And next Friday will be your last day, even though that would have hurt and because I would have said, hey, what do you mean next Friday? Friday of what year? Uh, 2040 or what? But we, I'm sure we would have been able to, to come up with something that would have worked, a number in terms of whatever, and agreed on that and said next Friday. And again, not to toot my own horn and have a sob. So Beller's leaving. No, no, no. But it would have been nice to have who's on the line. Oh, it's Adam Graves, former Spitfire. Oh, who's on the line now? It's Mike Morenci from uh, from the Fratman. He was with the Lancer. Oh, Chantal Valet from just to talk to some of the former coaches. At oh, buddy, it's Harry Lumley, a great football coach. For a hundred years, that is the, the nicest guy that's taught so many kids over the years, not only in school at Herman, but taught them not football, but taught them how to be good young men, good young contributors to society. These these coach, uh, you know, Peter Cusimano from basketball at Catholic Central, these guys, 
they coached for free on their own time for years and years. And they, they may have coached people thought, well, they coached the football team or they coached the basketball. They coached these kids life. They, they, they taught them how to be good young people. Um, so it would have been nice or, or, and have some of the listeners on. And again, not to, not to sit and have a sob story for no. poor Bella. Or, no, but it would have been nice to say goodbye under, but I, I, and that's what happens. I think when you have a corporation, you know, it's their, it's their radio station, not mine. Bell yeah, owns but, the radio station and it's up to them. If they say, hey, this guy's old, get rid of him, turf him out the door. That's fine. That's their decision. But I think they lose connections when it's somebody in Ottawa or Toronto. Um, the people that terminated me may, if you said, I'll meet you right now at the WFCU Center, they'd have no idea what you're talking about. Or we'll meet you downtown on Olette. And that's the part that they've lost the connection with yeah. the people that, uh, in the community, the people that listen, the clients that listen. Um, but hey, we're, we're moving. After that, I thought, hey, let, let's let's move on. We had a Next pretty good stage. run for 40 years and, and try to be positive. And still, I mean, lots of things to do for sure. Well, I was just going to say too, you know, I want to flip, I want to flip that discussion here a little bit, dive back more into, you know, your career, some of the good times we've had over the years. I want to talk about fireworks night. I want to talk about uh, the corn fest. I said, I said, I said, just like, oh, you're, you're not going to talk that I happen to slip into the beer tent from time to time at the corn fest. Oh yeah. Well, they, you know, <laughs> well, you know, the voice would start going and that was at noon on the Thursday. I know you'd come, you'd come do the show live with me when I was doing my noon show. And then you'd all of a sudden, I'm like, where's Steve? I'll send beeline to the tent. I've Mr. Shaw, go have a quick beer. Let's go. We're done. You know. Yeah. See, the, the, the difference. The difference is, Harms, you finished the show before you went into the beer tent. <laughs> I went in prior to the show, but hey, had a couple. Yeah. Do it up. Made um, for a better show. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you know, about the corporation mentality too. You know, and 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 this is just my opinion, right? I mean, you look at something <clears throat> about you know the pandemic about reframing what the pandemic has done to so many industries, right? And I think a lot of folks were turning to local information during the start of the pandemic. I think if there was anything that underscored the importance of having, like you said, local people that you can trust, local information sources that are telling you uh, what's happening in your neighborhood and in your community, I think that underscores the importance of local media. But for whatever reason, things are becoming more and more, I, no, I should say whatever reason, because of cost cutting measures, things are becoming more and more regionalized. Right. So now it's like, here's a story out of here's a story out of Toronto. There you go. We're going to run it on whatever reason. But I've just heard from so many people that they say they want to know what's happening here in the Windsor Essex area. And it's like, you know, you look at something like I'll, I'll throw it out there, like um, being being that positive force in whatever it is. It doesn't have to be sunshine and lollipops all the time, but you can obviously go a little deeper, uh, expose the listening or viewing audience to some some folks that you may not hear from. And and. And, and you look at something like, say, even what the CBC has done over the last couple of months is they've shut off all the comments on their news articles and, and they're citing because they want to make they want to foster positivity. And it's like I look at it like, oh, my God, it's like the person who smokes a pack of cigarettes a day for 30 years and then gets surprised that they're uh, diagnosed with something terminal. It's like you have to balance. I know that if it bleeds, it leads. But I think if there's that positive local angle, you got to balance that, especially in today's day and age. You know, well, that's just my two cents, you know. The, the, the thing I wondered, too, is how long can you go with, you know, we save more money because whatever. Let's say it's, you know, TV, radio. We ran some stories that we had already in the box uh, canned from Toronto and this one here from, you know, 
wherever, Calgary, and something from New York, and, and hardly anything local, or if it was local, it was behind. It wasn't like it was five, ten years ago even, because we've cut back in the number of reporters. We've cut back. Well, you know what? Maybe I Click. I, I switch because you're you're feeding me stuff I don't want to eat. I don't, I, and it's not that I, I'm not necessarily that interested in this story you're shoving down my throat from Toronto. I wanted the local angle from Windsor, Essex. So you know what? And you wonder too, how long before the clients go click, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to buy the ads because I'm not interested in watching this uh, or, or listening to this show or a re-roll of this show. And then a re-roll of the re-roll of this show. We, we got it. I saw the show. I'm not real bright, but I saw the show or listened to that show the first time and the second. I don't need to hear it four times over. I, I, I figured it out. Well, it's just what I was going to say, too, and I think that's where I think you, I think from a community standpoint, I tried to do a lot on the content that I had, especially when I did work for the national broadcaster. But I think from your role as a sports director, I used to love when, yeah, you had the scores. Yeah, you had the, the highlights, but then you did the deeper dives in terms of, hey, here's a really good kid right out of Villanova. He's doing this, that, and the other. Here's a really uh, great athlete right out of St. Anne's. She's doing this, that, and the other. And you go deeper on that. And then it was funny because I would listen to those sports uh, casts that you would do. And then the follow-up would be you'd see that story that you talked about at the 6 o'clock news or you'd read it the next day in the newspaper. But that was the connection that you had that I think was completely valuable to have that sort of synergy. Because I don't know if it was like you. I know when I was on the streets talking to a lot of the Windsor police or talking to Windsor Fire, I would let them do their thing, but then they would come over to me when they were free and I'd get a clip out of them, no problem, because there was that element of trust. And I would think that with you in the sports scene, there was that too. We're like, hey, Beller's here. I want to let him know about this, that, and the other. And then you've got that original content. Yeah. And unfortunately, it started to shrink a little bit, even the last couple of years that I was on. I mean, the time was narrowed down. That, um, and, and, and I know, I realize 100% that, that not every, you're not a big sports fan. There's not... And, but the thing with some of the local, it might've been, like you say, the, the, the kid that went to Brennan or to St. And to be, let's be honest, most 17 year olds are not gonna listen to, especially an AM news and information, but maybe their parents or their uncle or the lady that lives across the street. Hey, I think I heard Timmy's name. Was that your son, Tim? I heard he's, he's at Brennan, he's at Brennan, right? And he's doing really well in basketball. And I heard it, that's the, that's the connection. That's the hook. The 17 year olds, not, yeah, they're, whatever. They're, they're listening to a podcast or something or whatever, their favorite songs, and, and you can't blame them. They're young. But somebody, it might have been their grandparents that, or, you know, like I said, maybe some the guy gets to work and find, hey, was that your son I heard about on the radio? I heard his name. And, and it, it goes back a thousand years. You show somebody their name in the newspaper, or if it's for all the right things and nothing negative, or hear their name in the radio or see something, you're, you're going you're gonna to be hooked. You're going to watch. And, that, and then... It doesn't make a lot of sense, but the salespeople can go and knock on the door the local clients. Everybody's happy. It's, it's, it's a win-win situation. It made, it did make sense, but obviously now there's some big wheels that make big money that know it all. And uh, they've got it all figured out. That's uh, debatable. But uh, Anne says, Hey, you're so right arm. Steve always made Windsor stories more personal instead of commercial. And I think that's so crucial to know too, that it's like, you know, I, I, I used to get into this. I mean, I was never, quote unquote, a news guy, right? But then I would be sitting into news story discussions. Uh, and and, and I, I, it just, to me, it didn't feel right. It was like putting on a glove that was too small because it would always skew negative. And, 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 
I, I, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm not right. I mean, I'm just saying, but it would always like, let's find those arguing voices. Let's find those. And it's like, but what? Like, okay, for some stuff I get, right? For sure. Yeah. Right. You want to hold people accountable. But I think Windsor's a small enough town where you can also ask somebody a tough question or a hard question, but not piss them off either. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 like you can kind of lead the, you can lead them away so then you can have that trust. But I, I'd see it all the time, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, Da, 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 and we, we've got to put this out here but it's like no it's like people in Windsor in the in the Essex County area they want to hear what's happening in their community and sometimes that's good news stories or, or maybe yeah. we go to people that we haven't heard from before and I I really tried I know from my sense of it I really tried to skew that and try to find people that you know we haven't heard from this person before let's give them a platform and you know I I go back to a lot of the stuff that even with those connections that you'd make through all the different promotions that you used to do through, you know, McDonald's and all those different things, you know, uh, for the McCafe runs and different things like that. It's just, you get to make those connections, which are so invaluable for the local content. Yeah, uh, that's it. And, and the, Windsor is the biggest town. I mean, you, I used to think of a town as under 20,000, you know, 10, Ken Carden, where I grew up, uh, you know, five, 6,000 people. Now, when I grew up, it was 2,800. That's a town, a city was like London, Windsor, Kitchener, Toronto, those are cities. Windsor, the population sign may say 200,000 and another 100 you take in the county of all the other towns and municipalities in the county, three, 400,000, but it's a town, it's a big town. Everybody knows everybody in Windsor. Every, you know, and, and it's a city. So it's that mentality, it's like a big town that it's a close connection. When you, when you get to know people and, you know, obviously coming, I, I didn't know anyone when I moved to Windsor uh, as a young kid, basically a 22 year old uh, broadcaster, green as can be. Um, but Jim Evans, day one, prior to day one, you start making those connections and you find out, oh, you know, someone's, you know, whether it's from sports or from entertainment, whatever the, the you know, the theater, whatever's going on in Windsor Essex, it really is a big town and people want to hear the big town, the news, the information, the sports, you know, we'll get all the stuff, you know, and I know nowadays, and I know the, the, the thing is, they'll say, well, you don't need the sports because, hang on, oh, the, you can get the sports, everything on your, no, you can't, you, you don't get the, the I don't know, I don't, I don't get any passion on my phone, I don't get any, I get the numbers, well, why do I bother doing the weather? I you, you do the weather on radio stations continuously, there, there's a forecast. It's getting a little bit of drizzle now. It's going to clear up. Chance of humidity tomorrow. It, it's the personalities, the relationships that you build with the audience and with the clients and with the listeners. And I think that's that still works. I think that's still viable. I think I, I, I still think that's what a lot of people want. But again, there's a lot somebody up higher that makes a whole lot of money that said, no, hey, dummy, that's not you're out. And that's not that's not how it's going to work. So. And I tried to get back in and the door wouldn't open then. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's just, it's just from a business standpoint, right? Like, like from a business angle, you take a look at your assets, right? And who you have on your bench, go to the sports angle. You'll be proud of me now, right? Who do you have on the bench? Who's playing forward? Who's really good at playing forward? Who can play defense? Who can kind of everybody come to the table? And I'm impressed, Arms. You've, you've, been, you've been working I, at this, pal. I said to care. I'm that's like, like asking me about I, that, that's like asking me about Superman and Batman and Spider Man, and uh, <laughs> I have to do a little I, bit of homework. I, I said to care. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta bone up on my sports analogies. But no, I just think it's it's so crucial for for people to take a look at that lens. And maybe it's not a one size all fits approach for you know, hey, this worked in this market. Let's do it in this market. Let's really 
customized. I mean, if you take a look at social media now, everything is customized, right? You can get very niche in terms of your audience. And I mean, where there's opportunity, I mean, uh, I mean, where there's, you know, people who are looking for that local content, they're going to go to online as opposed to those sources. And, you know, here we are on the show. Uh, we're getting those comments coming in for Mr. Steve Bell, who is on the show hey, with us today. Hey, what's that Bell? You suck. What? No. No. No, there's none of that. There's none of that. It surely says, hey, you know what? It actually encourages kids, Steve. You never know who you're going to reach and what difference you can make in a life. Local sports are important. It makes everything seems real. Um, speaking of the local sports, too, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I know you're excited, but, I mean, it's going to be a good season, finally, right? Spitfire's <sighs> back in action. You're pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's... That is a passion. I, you know, I remember going to my first ever junior hockey game uh, in at the old gardens in London. I was I was 11, 12 years old. And and uh, no, I'm not a Knights fan. I know that. And uh, the captain of the London Knights. Oh, there, there's my pal, Tim Finley. What a great guy. And, and his son and uh, a great baseball player, too. But shot there of, uh, of Tim Finley. The, uh, this guy played more games. That's Luke Bolka. The former Spitfire captain who played 27 years. No, he, but it seemed like that. Uh, Luke Boca played more games as a Spitfire than any player in history. Both his parents, I believe, are teachers over in Michigan. Uh, that's me with a lot of gray hair. Wow. Uh, I, love this. I love this photo. This is such a good photo. This, are yeah. you, this is at the WFCU? Yeah, that's at the WFCU, and and really thanks to everybody from obviously uh, the Drive Magazine in business. Uh, they all did really nice stories and, and and if you read them i'm not that nice of a guy I, i'm kind of a little bit but but no they 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 treated me really really nicely uh all the local magazines that did a little something uh on me so it's going to be an exciting time i think for the spitfires to be back in action too and you know i know you're pumped for it i know that there's going to be lots of things that you can see and do and uh really call those games too and it, it'll be so good i remember when they announced um, that you were coming back as the official voice of the Spitfires. I mean, the, the outpouring of support online was incredible just to hear everybody because I think everybody sort of – I mean, look at this. You are the Spitz voice. I love this. <laughs> oh, I could kiss that thing all day, man. That's uh, that's the Memorial Cup, and that, that's what you play for. And uh, the Spitfires have won three of them in 09, 10 – and then again in 17, uh, Dan McDonald and Lynn Martin. How about that? Who would have ever thought at the time that Dan would end up taking over doing the talk show on AM 800 from Lynn and me looking somewhat thin there in the right. And wow, I have to start, <laughs> have to start running again. Salvation Army is another one. I mean, how do you say no? Hey, Beller, can you come for a few hours? And I usually pick the LCBO because I know a lot of the people that go into the LCBOs. Uh, you go to the LCBO, you ring the kettle. And uh, or, you know, Sobeys as well, St. Clair Beach with Mike and Lisa there. That's uh, the Cans for a Cause broadcast. Um, but, you know, like I said, to ring the kettle for a few hours, usually bump into some people that you that, you know, and help raise money for salvation. There's my old pal. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but again, with um, with the charities, it's you can't say no they're great causes it's not that tough to go ring the kettle for a few hours and meet a few friends and and raise money for for people that are down and out at christmas time it, it, it can't be let that. me let me ask you a question here let's um you know talk about let's reminisce here a bit what was for you working at the station what was what was your biggest challenge uh over the years 
and what, well, do, you think, what I, do you think your biggest success I, I, I would was? Think, I, I, right off the bat, I would think anything to do with uh, technology. Uh, <laughs> okay, Arms, this, this is a cell phone, right? Yes, yes. Thank God I've got my granddaughters to teach me how to use it. Grandpa, <laughs> you don't know how to, your screensaver, that's, my screensaver is Austin, my dog. I did not put the screen, uh, I think Bryn, when she was four did that or something. So, I mean, uh, I don't think, I, I mean, uh, maybe the fact to adapt a little bit, like I said, uh, initially I was a DJ, um, or an on-air person at, prior to doing the sports in 86, 87, that I would come in, I, my show, when I started here was from six at night till midnight as, as a DJ on the air. And in the afternoon, four o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock through there, uh, there was a gap. There was nobody really capable to do a good sports caster. So I volunteered free. Will, or I should have had the sign, man. We'll work for beer. I should have had that sign with me at the time. But I was always taught too, whether it was um, something else you want to do in, in, at the radio station, don't ask how much, what are you going to pay me for it? Just see if you can get your foot in the door and do it. And ironically enough, so I started just doing the sports in the afternoon. The following year, I think 86, 87, Dave Quinn, who was, you know, fantastic play-by-play -play guy, and he had, was doing the Spitfires at the time. Uh, Quinner uh, had to go do a, a game on television in Sault Ste. Marie, and uh, the one thing I did find out, they pay a whole lot more money to do the thing on TV than they do on radio. So they flew him to Sault Ste. Marie. I took a bus with the Spitfires to North Bay and did the junior game. I did the Spitfire game. He did a game of the week for global television back in the day. So since I had kind of volunteered to get my foot in the door, do some sports at the station, when that opportunity the following year, uh, Quinard moved to Toronto with his lovely uh, wife, Charmaine. They moved to Toronto. So now they needed a play-by-play -play guy. And hey, I'll, uh, I'll apply. I'm interested. So again, by maybe volunteering the year or two before, um, getting my foot in the door a little bit, getting a, a little bit of experience. And then when that opportunity opened, so 87 was my first year doing play-by-play -play on my own uh, in the OHL. And uh, that was the year the Spitfires had the best team in the country the entire year. They lost the last game of the Memorial Cup. And it was the only bad game they played. All. They, they, they crushed everybody all season long. Uh, so many stars on that team. I can still remember it. So to have a pretty good run and, and do as many years as I have, and then coming back now and, and doing play-by-play -play for the Spitz, that's that's the fun stuff. I mean, that's that, that okay. You go to junior hockey games, they let you in for free. You may get a piece of pizza, and uh, hey, that's pretty good. What was the did? Or I should reframe it. Did you ever have a because I, I know you were in the mornings before the morning drive. You, you and Rob were there like crack a dawn. <laughs> well, like, well, Rob, Rob was, was crack there. A dawn. He, yeah. you know, he was he was a crack of three. He, he was there, I think, usually around three, by three in the morning. Um, for me, I think I, things started to change a little bit. Uh, originally, that show used to start, and I tried to get them to change it. At one point, I think when I started here, it started at six or five, then to five thirty. But then the bosses that show up at 9.30 decided we should start at 5. Yeah, ye who walks in the door at 9.30, why are you telling us to be there? So, no, I would get there around 20 after, quarter after 4, 
20 after four and beyond at five or five Oh five, whatever, um, back in the day, because I think people think, well, everybody, somebody puts it together. No, when you get there, there's tennis mixed up with basketball, with baseball, with local sports, with hockey there, there is, you know, after you've done it for 30 or 40 years, you get to know where to cut some corners. And nowadays, it, it, it's actually somewhat easier because if there are certain things that have happened that evening, you can get ahead of the game at home, really, uh, you know, just go online, take a look at different websites, go to TSN, go to Sportsnet, see what, oh, there was a trade made, uh, get your emails at home. Now, no, but then again, you're spending a couple of hours for free working at, working at home. But I guess it kind of, that, that, that's part of it. Maybe they'll let you skip out early the next day and go golfing or something. Yeah, it was a feast or famine, right? Uh, and that was the biggest thing too, where it's like you, I think it's so easy to kind of get lost. And I think for a while there, it's like you said, you're like, when are, when is it billable hours? And then when is it? <laughs> yeah, it was you know billable I mean? hours. I would have been retired 15 years ago, man. <laughs> right? Like it's, it's, hours. but, but, but you still have that passion no matter what, right? You're still going yeah. to the events. I mean, I remember, geez, like I remember that you, you we'd wrap up the show at nine. Lynn would go on the air at nine o'clock and then I would be coming back from the roads and then you'd be off to go MC something even just for the first like hour. And then you'd come in all of a sudden I'd be like, is, is Steve coming? And then all of a sudden like, boom, you're there 1210 doing the sports on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, I was like, okay, so we're moving along here. But then on the <laughs> side of it too, in the last couple of, uh, well, last year, year and a half, uh, you know, when I would be driving out and about, I would turn it on and then I would hear your voice in the afternoon, too. I know they were doing some sports there for a while in the afternoon, which I thought was um, which was pretty interesting to hear because it's always nice to hear that kind of sports coverage in the afternoon as well. Yeah, I, I think that change kind of came when Rob Shervo left, uh, retired. Um sure. And, uh, and that opened up for the morning and Paul McDonald, who had been on in the afternoon slash evening and was also doing the sports when, when Mac went to do, uh, the morning show, there was nobody really to do, uh, afternoon sports. So I won't say I volunteered for that one, uh, thing. And again, if that had been billable hours, I would have been a rich man. <laughs> I, hey, Beller's a dummy. He will suck a man, man. He'll do it for free. That's fine. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> You'll pump it in and away you go. But, um, you know, the thing I was going to ask you too is, um, you know, in your experience, right, uh, over the years, where do you think we could have, um, and, and your experience in the world of sports, because I know between you, we had some really good sports people, right? You got yourself, uh, Don Papa as well. You had the local line on sports. And then Bella Chico on CTV was doing the sports until that got all on the wayside as well. Um, where do you think that, the station could have adapted or, 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 or really the industry could have adapted a little bit more. I mean, if we touch base on more, don't fire me, don't fire Bella or, 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 or alter Bella. You know, Bob, uh, is another guy too, that was out there. I, I would see cheeks, um, at a, at an AKO game, at a Lancer game on a Saturday afternoon, uh, doing video, getting us and, and not during his hour. He was doing that kind of on his, because it made for a better sports cast. So it was a love of what he was doing. Uh, and I got to tell you, I, I bumped into the guys. I mentioned before, Harry Lumley, the longtime fantastic football coach at Herman. And after they had, again, the same fellow, I believe, that made the brilliant decision to, to terminate me uh, and, 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 and take sports off TV, not only locally, but right across the country. Hello. 
And you're going to tell me that nobody in Windsor cares about the Spitfires, the AKO Fratman, the Windsor Lancers, uh, the, those Sal Vipers, the Leamington Flyers, the Brennan Cardinal High School thing. Yeah, they do. Maybe not for an hour or so, but for an, an hour snoozecast, there's not three and a half minutes that we can tell a couple of local stories. And, and if it's a financial thing, sell it. I got, I'll, I'll line you up 20 clients right now that'll pay top dollar if you brought cheeks back to do sports and they would pay to sponsor it and make more than it ever costs for the job. But again, some genius knows far more than we do. And that's fine. That's, that's it's their TV station. Yeah. They run it into the ground if they want. That's fine. That's up to them, man. I, I, I remember doing, the day. You're doing a pretty good job. I, I remember the day, Steve, um, Dan Appleby, who was our news director many, many, many moons ago, who I thought was just a wonderful human being. And he was just such a big proponent of the local sort of the Detroit. We called it the Detroit formula, right, where you'd have Jim at the desk and then they finally let Bob be at the desk, too. Right. Yeah. Like he would still go out, bust his tail, get a couple of great local sports stories, but they, they'd let him anchor. And then when I was doing weather, they'd have me anchor the weather at the desk. Uh, as well. So you'd have that Detroit close where like it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like the Carmen Harlan, the Smilovich and the Chuck yeah. Davis, all, all at the desk at the end, you do have the kicker story with the squirrel on water skis. You make yeah, a joke about it. Here's your seven day forecast. And there's the credits, you know? And that I remember there was, there was a time 2016, man, there was like four months where that was just like, it was music. It was, it was brilliant because we would have it and we would always have like a great time. And, and then that was it. And I just, I don't know. It's you reminisce about stuff like that. And you're like, oh, man, like kind of wish you would have gotten going. But I I, enjoy, I, I think that. Enjoy it, I guess, while while we had it. And who knows? Maybe one day they'll they'll see the writing on the wall and, and, and make some changes. And, you know, you know, a guy like Cheats, I'm really, really glad was able to at least keep his job. I mean, that's, that's, that's number one, but, uh, but, but I know what his passion was and, and same, same with others. I mean, uh, you know, same with Don, he had the little Sunday show for many, many years. Um, and, and again, too, a guy that you would see, you don't get paid to be anything, but whether it's at a junior C hockey game at Lakeshore or, or, or Essex arena on a Tuesday night to see the uh, 73s play against Amherstburg admirals or something, you see guys like Dom and, and cheeks and, and, and you'll still see them out of that because it's uh, it's in them. It's in their blood. It's what they like to do. And, and uh, it's it really too bad that we've kind of lost that in terms of the sports angle, um, that local connection, you know, I, I still do a couple little things here just kind of, you know, briefly with uh, with Team Gorin and with Lally Ford and that. Um, and I think, you know, that's when Gorin had contacted me and same with Adam Lally shortly after um, being terminated, um, that they have and, and some various things. We're still, we're just kind of testing the waters to see some of the other things that, that I may do in the community. The, the one thing with Gorin, obviously, just being out and doing some of the, uh, the local businesses that have really been hit hard by the pandemic. We've been sure. uh, doing some interviews and again, it's just kind of the right thing to do. That's, I mean, can you imagine being a barber? You were shut down for three months and then you were up and going and then you had to put in all different things into your business to make it safe and sanitized. And you cut a couple of people's hair and then all of a sudden the government shuts you. And, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have because, you know, with everything going on, I mean, you have to stay safe. We all know that. But yep. for some of those businesses, whether it was a barber, whether it was a clothing store, whether, you know, whatever in the community. So we're still busy 
trying to to help those and, and, and support them, restaurants. I, I think I've got more takeout in the last uh, year and a half. And, and, but hey, that's a good thing. Saves ratchet cooking, you know. Hey, I'll order, we'll order out tonight. And uh, and we have, we're lucky here. We have so many great local restaurants of everything from Mideast and uh, pizza, you name it. So, I mean, but we're still trying to uh, to help out a lot of those struggling businesses. Yeah, I think it's just a weird time, right? If you even go back to March 2020, it just like I said to Carrie, my wife the other day, it's like, it just seems like it was so long ago. And in many ways, it wasn't. In many ways, it is. But I think everybody had to do what they had to do to protect their family and protect their loved ones. And, you know, some people, I, I heard early on in the pandemic, Steve, too, people say that, oh, we're all in the same boat. Not really, right? Some no. people were able to thrive and you know work from home and 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 lean into that other people were on the front line and other people were doing different things and it's like you take a look at those kind of things and if we can support local business in any way shape or form it's it's fantastic and it's i think it really boils down to everyone's comfort level too right i mean what may be okay for you and your family may not be okay for my family or so-and-so's family and it's it's everybody's got particular circumstances as well, but good on you and Laurie for supporting those local businesses and getting out there and talking to them. I mean, you must walk through the doors and, and sit with people and, and then they must be like, yeah, Steve, this is awesome. We get to actually record something, right? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, it, it's a little bit different because, um, you know, I'm going to local businesses, you know, whether it's Moyer Crane, I, what do I know about cranes? Nothing, but so you have to do it. I, I'm much more comfortable interviewing one of the Spitfires than somebody with a crane company. But uh, so it's been a little bit of a, an experience there. And I think, hey, there's there's tougher jobs and uh, out there than, than interviewing. So and it's still fun. And uh, at the bottom of the line, if we're able to help them out and, and other people see those, whether it's Facebook Live or Instagram, whatever platform they look at, and they and they think, you know what? Next time I need a crane, I'm going to call Moyer Crane. I don't know what I need a crane for, but if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, it's funny you say Facebook Live and Instagram too. I mean, it's, it's, if you think about like how we used to do things on the radio or the radio would be, you'd be broadcasting sort of like casting a wide net, right? And, and, and it goes across and you're hoping that people are in the car, they're, they're on the radio. But now it's like, if you do something, you record something like this show, right? So we're getting about, you know, 1500 people in the stream. We're getting comments as they come in, but it's like, so I measure that metric, but then I can measure in a week's time, how many people actually listened or watched Steve's show? How long did they listen for? Um, you know, where was our highest engagement? And you can really skew that. But I don't think, I mean, to go back to what we were saying, Steve, I don't think that, you know, when you have that sort of local mentality, I think that's there's a bit of a famine for that here locally in, in Windsor just to say, Hey, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening in this crazy world that we live in? Yeah, I, I agree. And I, you know, it, it continues to evolve and change and, and there's no, you know, especially me being a whole lot older than you, that, that, that is likely, you mentioned before some of the challenges uh, that would likely be, I mean, even from initially when we broadcast from home, uh, I, I, some of the other people had a studio, a mic, a stand, and and a, a laptop. That, that that's what I had. Your phone for a year and a half. Every, every commercial that I've ever, that I've in the last more than a year and a half, every commercial that you've heard on a, I mean, on the radio, on anything, I. It's a Steve Bell. I that that was it. Every sportscast you heard, everything was, and they said, "Well, what are you talking about? Where's your setup? Where's your mic? Where's your?" That's it. And it did the trick. Theater of the mind. 
Well, you talk yeah. about that time spent listening. How many times were we in the uh, principal's office for the morning show? And then they would say, time spent listening. Oh, I was listening. in there on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, I was too. Let me tell you, I was too. Uh, Anne says, oh my God, guys, I was supposed to be somewhere a half hour ago, but I can't leave the feed. Yay! Thank you guys so much. There's your TSL, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's your metric. There's your time spent listening or watching. That's you it. Now, now we just have to go out and sell it. <laughs> That's it. To sell sell it and away we go. But yeah, it just um I just think, you know, at the end of the day, especially when it came to like what you were doing, like I from a business lens, right? And and I know you've got a pretty good business mind as well, right? Because it's not well, like it, it's working. one of the few questions that I ever got wrong, I think, at Fanshawe. And I did actually believe it or not, did very well, had three awards when I went to college a hundred years ago and all of that. But I got it wrong and, and I never ever forgot it. Radio stations exist to A, serve the local community with news and information. Radio stations B are in, uh, to provide uh, great music and entertainment for local. The, the correct answer, which I got wrong, is to turn a profit. Other than, yes, and I know the national broadcaster, taxpayer money, blah, 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 CBC, we know that. But Every if, if, and what if, if you can make more money by going all jazz tomorrow, that is the correct format to go. It, radio stations are here, yes, to give you the news. Get, that's all, whatever. They're in business, the same as General Motors, the same as you know, Devonshire, to turn a profit and maximize a profit. That's and I got that wrong and I never forgot it. So I think that's why I got along so well with the sales staff at the radio station. That and the fact that quite often they would pick up the tab because they had the bigger paychecks and those guys. <laughs> hey, what is Bell hanging out with the sales guys? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> they, bought, they bought him a beer, man. Whatever. But uh, but but that's why I mean, and and that's what it's all about. Whatever you can do on to get more listeners and by having more listeners you can charge more it, it's pretty easy and then every team well why did they cancel that tv show i liked it yeah well they did some surveys and obviously uh with the ratings not enough people you may have liked it what shows do they put on the shows that they get the most listeners and therefore they can charge the most average it's very basic like dummy here got it wrong day one but i tell you what at least i i never forgot that after that that the relationships you have with the clients and, and still to this day, so, uh, I'm sitting here in Gorin's, whether it's the clients that I've met over the years, Brad Jones from Lazywood, they're great people. Uh, you go golfing with them and uh, hang out. So, I mean, the relationships you get a chance to build with some of the clients, but, um, and if you treat them right, they treat, and, and it's pretty easy. It's just a continuing pattern or circle that they're happy their their products are therefore hopefully selling they're making more money the the radio station or the company whatever they're making more and, and it's pretty easy formula but um obviously some people don't see it that way but you would think it's pretty easy to uh, to figure out on the flip side of it though you talk about that personality based and making those connections with the listeners now if you were to go the digital route uh, you take a look at some of these influencers that are online on TikTok and and Instagram and and doing all these things, and they're getting millions of followers and and all these different and likes and shares and things. But it all comes down to I think something that radio folks know and have known for a while. It's that you build that connection with your base, right? So it's they're not in reinvent. They may be using a new platform like TikTok. That's but, it. That you know, but it's it's the same thing. And I I remember I just I'm going to throw this out here, right? I mean, 
I remember like you would you would be doing a spot for whoever, right? Yeah. And you were 37 seconds over. And you get the, <laughs> you, you, you you get the slap on the I remember that. I remember the calls on on line 12. And I just yeah. look back on that and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like if I'm a client and if it's in a way, because I, I would love the ones where you would do where you would talk about Lori and uh, or you yeah. talk about, you know, you talk about, you know, taking the dog out uh, in the Ford F1 pick, pick up and then, oh, you're 38 seconds over, slap on the wrist. Are you kidding? I don't know. It's it's funny to this day, whether it was our old dog who since passed, Huey, uh, one, one of the great stories, when Sidney Crosby was drafted into the everyone knew that Sidney Crosby was going to be the first player taken in the NHL draft. He was, you know, number one. But which team, who was going to get that first pick? And uh, we actually did put little biscuits down and saw which one that Huey went to. And he went to the Pittsburgh one and the Penguins got the first pick and took Sidney Crosby. And people would still ask me years later, come on, did your dog Huey really pick Crosby to go to the, yeah, he did. Uh, you, you can't make that stuff up. It's too good. Um, so whether it was that, whether it was, yeah, I've got the sweetest wife ever, Nurse Ratchet. But I'll tell you what, man, she is tough as nails. Tough. I, I, I see a sad movie or something, even on a show or watching the news and something happened to I got I got the tears just roll. I can't stop. I'm leaking big time, man. Ratchet's tough. She is. I mean, she's a very strong individual. Uh, so even if it was, you know, me telling a story how the one day in the newsroom, when I went to the floor, it was my back. It was a spasm in my back, but a bad back spasm it mimics a you diaphoretic you start sweating profusely you can't stop you have pain coming from the back through to your chest jason moore looks at me and and jane was like we're taking the right i said no 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 man it's my back it's my back i'm okay it's not my heart i run 10 by the day i used to run like forever it's not my heart i'm fine he goes well we can't take the chance so he takes me in his car and go to the hospital and uh and uh we haven't you know the nurse they hook me up to all the stuff Lori finally gets there what and you know, so, and then the, the nurse at the hospital said, "Okay, we've checked him out. Everything's fine. Give him another couple of minutes, and you can take off the little connections all over." And Lori's ripping them off me like, "Ow!" I said, "I want the other nurse that was here before. She, you know, that guy was way easier." And uh, but no, so she she could be a little bit tough at times. But um, but the, but the thing is, I think that's the relate that pe- I would go somewhere and people say. Oh, how's Nurse Ratchet? You know, oh, she's good. And how's the rabbit and the bean? And so that had nothing to do with if the Blue Jays won last night. But it was all kind of intertwined in some of that fun, somewhat entertaining, uh, you know, relationships that that I think that the people identified with. What was your most memorable story or event that you covered? Something that's gonna that that you'll remember for forever. Something that you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh, I mean, <laughs> there's so many. I, the, the first thing that came to mind was uh, was Tiger Woods, and it was not it was not a one-on-one interview, anything like that. Uh, it was at the Buick Open, and. And it was with the credentials, you know, everybody's got a, you know, your credential your, uh, with the media. And I'd asked one of, it was an older gentleman, you know, can I get after, after the 18th hole over the Buick Open at Warwick Hills, can I get, and he goes, oh yeah. And I really, I don't think, I know I should not have been in the area right behind where the golfers were coming off. That was set aside for like, I don't know, 
CBS television or something at the time. Uh-huh. And, so, and I could hear a lot of the other media behind me bitching, who's this radio guy? I don't know, guy. He's, and once I was there, and, and I remember them saying, well, where are we going to film Tiger when he comes off? And there was a big tree, and it was a nice background, and I was right there, so I didn't move. And I just kept my mic flash kind of right here. And here comes Tiger and then the rest of the media kind of behind trying to get their mic. Uh, and it wasn't a one-on-one because there was other media involved, but to be that, I mean, at the time, and you know, so the Tiger Woods, but over the years, I mean, if you had a thought, I'd have a chance over at Firestone on Olette, where's that, Olette and Giles, walk yep. in and, and Valerie can come over here and do an interview now and I go down and it's Mario Andretti. Mario wow. Andretti at the wow. Firestone. Maybe the one of the nicest interviews ever. I walk into Windsor Arena. God bless him, Tom Webster, the the, the former Spitfire coach who since passed. Uh, Tommy said, "I got somebody in an interview for you, Beller." And I, in my office, I walk in. I take a look. Bobby Orr. Wow. And Bobby Orr is sitting in Tom Webster's office and goes, "Oh, nice to meet." The nicest, most polite, mannerly guy I ever met him, Bobby Orr. So I mean, whether it's there's so many of those guys, Jack Nicholas at the uh, Ford Senior Players Championship uh, over in Dearborn, uh, not to name drop, but if you had told me even as a kid, come on, one day you have a chance to to see or interview uh, or, or just even be there with all these guys from whether it's hockey, baseball and that. But as much as those kind of sound like all oh, big shots, big wheels, big superstars, every bit as much fun would have been watching uh, the AKO Fratman won a national title. What was it, 1999 or something at Windsor Stadium? Or going to the old Carmelita Hall? They called it inside St. Anne High School and seeing a high school basketball game uh, between Catholic Central or, or, or Herman uh, and and the St. Anne Saints. And come on, high school bat that that was every bit as fun or as enjoyable or as exciting to see high school kids playing their heart out for a city championship as being at the Ryder cup or something over, over at Oakland Hills. So I guess a combination to uh, just to be involved from a sports standpoint uh, to cover some of the big events, but also have a chance to, uh, to see local kids just have fun at what they're doing. So here's, here's my commitment to you because so many of our viewers and I'm sure after the fact people are going to catch a stream because I know we had to do a bit of a, a rejigging to get this going. But my commitment to you is I know you're going to be busy coming up in the next little bit with the spits. I'd love to have you back on on a semi-regular basis whenever you have time. Yeah, for um, sure. Just, just to shoot the breeze and check in with you, Lori, the rabbit, the peanut, and the bean, the spits. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I just think it's – I think you provide a, a much needed service and a warmth to who you are. I mean, it's evident in the comments here. Um, and then, you know, uh, just keep me posted on what's cooking with you over the next little bit. I know you're busy and uh, I, I couldn't be more happy to have you on one and to spend some time with you to kind of, yeah. you know, reconnect. We'll do that for sure. Uh, as I mentioned, I haven't been over to the Spitz uh, since about an hour ago. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and there's lots of stuff coming. They're going to name a new head coach real soon uh, within the Spitfire organization. I've got a new broadcast location. Uh, I was just finding that out uh, this morning at the WFCU Center. Um, excited to, after it's been March of 20, so a year and a half. To, uh, I know uh, just to go back on the road a little bit, 
it's different this year since we're not going to the Eastern Conference. We're only going to play teams in the in the Western Conference, so that's a little bit different. But still, uh, there, there, you know, that's that's something I'm looking forward to is uh, is doing the Spitfire games again. So once we get rolling a little bit, and in the fall, hopefully too, have some some Fratman football over at the new state. I mean, they got that beautiful new facility at St. Clair College, and those are people too. John Fairley, the whole crew, uh, Jay Schufelt, Ted Beal, all the great people over at St. Clair at the University of Windsor. Uh, so I, I still have lots of things to do uh, and, and take in. There's no question about that. Okay, so I'm going to check in with you. And then um, I may see you at the WFCU Center. Um, you know, I, obviously in my role at the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society, we're, we're really reaching out. And I always want to give a props to the Spitfires for teaming up with us. Don't want to let too much out of the bag yet. But uh, we're going to be doing some cool stuff with the Spitfires over the next little bit for animals in need here in Windsor-Essex. So maybe Sounds I'll see good. you there. And then another thing I was going to say, too, um, we have a pretty cool announcement. Might be right up your alley, golf coming up. So I might have to hit you up for that, too. And you can just come play play on the house with me. Absolutely. I would love to do that. Give my best to Lori, Goran, you know, Adam, everybody, the rabbit, peanut, and the bean. And God bless yeah, you. for sure. Awesome, okay? Hey, we'll talk soon, everybody. Appreciate it. The one and only Steve Bell, live uh, here on the Arms Women Like Project. We appreciate his time. Amazing guy. And just uh, somebody who you would want to uh, constantly be in contact with and uh, just be in awe of everything he's done. So looking forward to the Spitfires uh, launching their season in October. Uh, and we will, of course, check in with Steve as he has some time to check in with here uh, on the program as well. A couple of last minute comments through here. Uh, Shirley's joining us here. Hey, Arms, is this a regular program? If so, when does it stream? Yes. Shirley, welcome to the project. We do this uh, once a week, bare minimum. We've been doing two episodes a week, but we might go back down to one. Uh, this is a passion project for myself, reconnecting with folks right across Windsor-Essex and kind of going for a deeper dive on what's happening here in the Windsor-Essex area. Um, we got Jeff Burroughs this Friday. Jeff is from the Tea Party. Jeff is going to be joining us live from Vancouver, the Tea Party getting ready to uh, launch a big tour. So we're happy to connect with Jeff on that. And then we've got some really great folks over the next couple of weeks, people that I think that you'll be familiar with and people that you won't be familiar with too, because this is what the show is all about. Uh, hey, thank you very much. And folks, if you wanted to uh, see those puppies from Texas, uh, it was an awesome day at the Windsor International Airport yesterday. My back's a bit sore, but uh, with all of our volunteers, we made it happen. 84 dogs from the Texas area are now here in the Windsor-Essex community um, at the Humane Society. So we would love for you to check a little bit more about that outreach program that we are doing from the Society and how we need your donations and they stay, uh, stay local. Uh, a couple more comments. Sherry saying, hey, Arms, love seeing Beller. He is the best. I couldn't agree more. Solid guy. And uh, we're happy to have that connection with him on the show. And uh, Shirley, we look forward to seeing you joining us here on the project. Okay, folks, that's going to do it before my wife kills me. I got to log off here and uh, make sure to tune in Friday night as we welcome Jeff Burrow. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.